Hello everyone, and a happy Pride Month to you. For this week's promotion, we decided to go with Lambert House. This is an organization centered in Seattle, Washington, that focuses on creating primarily youth programs to give resources and support to LGBTQ plus youth through a variety of means. There's a physical community in Seattle, and also lots of virtual services that you can find online through them as well. They have close ties with uh, some D&D communities, and there's even a D&D and Magic the Gathering merchandise fundraiser going on currently, with all the proceeds going toward Lambert House. So links to find more info on Lambert House are in the description, as well as the link for that merch as well, if that's something that you're interested in. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy today's episode. Previously on SCP Play. Skylar is running toward the house from the middle of the woods. Mission complete! Where did you get other legs? Drop the book. Where did you find it and what did you do? Uh, there were some words on in the book and I thought I had to say them and I did and then I brought the book back with me. You're now connected to a god. Welcome to the club. Can the legs please be in their own seat? Just... <laughs> <laughs> at, at the table? Yes. Yes, yes. seated now at Ned's dining room table. A bit of a hush has fallen over the room, uh, aside from the snarling of Abel at the head of the table eating a bunch of pancakes with incredible speed, with a fork that he pulled out of one of his uh, personal weapon portals. But yeah, um, you're all seated here, and... I, I'm also assuming just eating pancakes and, and having coffee and just sort of thinking about all that went on yesterday and maybe shifty glances over to the seat that has Skylar's legs sitting in them. Not uh, the one that has Skylar attached to them. Wait, we gave Skylar's legs their own seat at the table? You did, did, Dan. Oh my god. <laughs> they deserve their own seat at the table. Are they um, eating I pancakes? Have, I have a bit of a question. <laughs> so, did we just ransack Ned's kitchen to get pancake supplies, or did someone make a run to the house to get new pancakes, get our old pancake supplies? Where did this pancakes come from, and were they morally obtained? I, I mean, you guys can use our pancake stuff. We got, like, flour and that. It's, it's all right. Abel slowly reaches up into the air and pulls open a portal and reaches in and pulls out a, a box of Bisquick <laughs> and then puts it back and goes back to eating. Wow, okay, I thought those portals only worked for weapons. I guess, has anyone ever been killed by a biscuit? Would that count? Abel just gives a, like, crooked smile. Okay, um, moving on. How was everybody's night last night? Ben and I had a weird night. 
seems like Skylar did too. Ned, were you guys up to anything fun? Yeah, the night was restless, but it was it was fine. It seems like you all had a a lot harder time than I did. So, just sort of a a quick recap of where we're at. We're supposed to be taking down one or two gods and it seems like we've strengthened one of them and not really seen much of the other one uh does that seem right good path forward i'm yeah i have you all seen any signs of pan while you've been out in the woods um a lot of his anomalies sort of take the form of corruption in the forest, whether it be um, trees or I saw a tree. generally plant life. Oh, um, I saw a plant too. Uh, more plants and trees that have some sort of uh, problem. Uh, speaking oh, of problem, never mind. Uh, Miles, let me take a look at your arm. Uh, I'll rewrap that for you. All right. I get up and set my arm on the table in front of him. Maybe like across his plate of pancakes. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even react to you if, if you do. Uh, just he's used to your shenanigans and uh, just quietly takes it and uh, begins unwrapping your arm. Uh, this is just a piece of cloth that you had wrapped around it and dressed it. Um, right, that you had taken up from one of your pieces of clothing out in the woods, and um, as he completely unwraps it, your arm is fully healed again. Oh, wow! That Boy Scout book really knows what it's talking about. Um, what happened to your arm exactly, Miles? Um, it's hard to remember. I it got bit by a raccoon. Which, by the way, I did promise that raccoon that we would come back and save it. Um, it looked like it was hungry and could use a home. So if you could let someone from the foundation know, there's a raccoon over uh, somewhere by the stone stairs um, that needs saving. That would be great and make sure they do not hurt it. He jots down a note. Then that got better and... Then last night, I was trying to carve on a tree, but it turns out it was a dream, and I was actually carving on my arm. Um, and that started hurt. That's That smarted quite a bit. Um, but that's when I wrapped it up, and I guess I didn't get too deep, because um, turns out it's, all, it's fine. You carved into your arm in the dream, but you were carving a tree... Okay. Um it was an accident. Oh, 990 said hi again. Um uh, uh not again and 990 and again. Oh, like um, SC hold on. He uh like quickly goes over to his computer to double check that this is the correct number um and pulls up the file for 990. You okay. Dream man visiting you once is um, a big deal, and twice is a downright unheard of. Um, 
Okay, well, I'm not sure if he was really there or if he was just in my head. Um, maybe I imagined him because I did. Um, there was. I mean, mm, okay. I mean, um, man in a trench coat sitting on a bench. Yes. Uh, yep, that was. And last night was the first time I had ever seen him. I accidentally said again. It. Um. Oops. Okay. Miles is just like like uh forcing a smile <laughs> very innocently okay uh, well what did he say um he was pretty much just trying to kind of snap me out of my dream uh he well, was the that's... one that kind of told me that it was a dream okay that's abnormal but um as long as you woke up i suppose that satisfies what his goal was okay well, um, I'm gonna finish my pancakes now. And that's Miles fine. goes back to his seat and starts chowing down again. So no weird tree, anything, nobody. I didn't see anything. Skylar, you were flying around. Did you see anything? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. My mind's just. Else right now, elsewhere, I I had a weird night, and now I find out that I might be like a god or something. I um, and my legs are here, and my legs are there. There, um, so, no, I I haven't seen anything. You're not a god. <clears throat> You're not a god. You're just connected to one. Uh, Abel, my mom says always to uh uh. Ne never ch talk with your mouth full. Your mother should also have told you not to tell me what to do. Hmm. Uh, she's your boss, right? So she tells you what to do. <laughs> so also with this pan, I remember Mr. Clark and I were talking about 3240. It was the, the self-cannibalism animals, right? That can regenerate. Something about Pan in there. I thought that was Yaldabaoth's thing. I remember reading through. He's flipping through his notes. Um, that more has to do with the relationship of Pan and Yaldabaoth. It tends to be that whenever one has less power, the other starts to take over the area. Um, it's sort of a battle of flesh and leaf, if you will. Ah, well, we've seen, uh, plenty of flesh, but the corrupted leaf, not so much. It can be subtle. It seems like our best path forward is going to be to, I mean, we'll have to do something about Yaldabaoth, right? Um, giving him more power wasn't really in the agreement with Coyote. Well, if we hypothetically gave him more power, wouldn't that like weaken this other god and we just need to get rid of one of them well but i guess it depends on is there a set pool amount like a set amount of power that we're pulling from and if we add power to him and pull power away from pan does that really help coyote as much because i mean he's still kind of he still has his smaller allotment of power right I guess I'm not really sure how these power dynamics work. Abel, you seem to know a lot about gods. Hmm. 
I suppose you could say that. Um. Okay. Um. Well, I'm not sure we really are able to see the the biggest picture here. But look, if we have no evidence that we could even see Pan, then the only thing we could go against is the uh, Yaldabaoth, huh? Yeah, it'd be harder to fight Pan if we can't find him, that's for sure. But Coyote was really easy to uh, to kind of get and talk to and see. It seems that Yaldabaoth and Pan are a bit uh, harder to get to. If it's through this ritual and whatever, how do we even find them? Skylar, as Ned is suggesting uh, going against Yaldabaoth rather than Pan, you feel a small pain rising in your abdomen. Uh, ow! Ow! Oh, what? You, you okay? I... Uh, I don't know. There's, there's... Like a pain? It's like where my legs usually detach. It's like the same pain I usually feel right before the sun sets completely and my mananangal form takes. I don't... I don't know. And if, uh... So those legs, they're, they're part of your, your deal with uh, Yaldabaoth, right? I... I guess everything just happened so quickly. I, yeah, basically, I said the words and my legs grew back, and all the other animals around me, their their limbs grew back. Everything. Oh, and then also where the pedestal was around that whole circle, the ground turned into like a flesh-like material. There's just, Ugh. I don't know. I mean, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but. That seems like maybe a good place to start if we want to start tracking this guy down, right? Yeah, and if it's if those legs are hurting you, we gotta strike out at them quick to to figure out how to get done with that. Abel, you got a chainsaw in that portal? The pain continues to rise. Ah, ow, ow. <laughs> Wait, Abel, you said she Keep was talking, and the legs will jump off her. Is she the Avatar, or are the legs the Avatar? <laughs> Is there a difference? Hey, I think she's more than just her legs. Thanks, Miles. Well, you've made your commitment. Um, question. If the legs jump off of her, is that such a bad thing? Because we do have a burner set over here. <laughs> Maybe. How we... do you plan to reattach those in the daytime? Well, I don't know. How does she normally reattach them? Skylar, do you think you could... I don't know. Do we just, just kind of like set you next to them? And... I don't... I don't know how it happens exactly. Again, a lot of a lot of my Mononongle existence is just based on instinct, and so one thing happens in the next, and so I don't really know how that happens. But I don't know. I'm just... From this pain... I don't know. We can really try to go for Yaldabaoth, but ugh, the more we talk about it, the, the more it hurts, and I mean, I want to do what's best for all you guys, but if that's the case, you're going to have to leave me out of it. Well, maybe we table that for now. Yeah, yeah, maybe we come back to that one then. Um, Okay, I guess we can go out and look for some, some corrupted plants. 
Um, what is what? What would that even look like? I don't know. Maybe some kind of gnarled trees or big, gross vines. I don't know. I'm really racking my brain because I'm sure uh, Kenneth has told us something about corrupted plants, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> you hear a small beeping noise come from the direction of Lucas. Lucas, you forgot to silence your phone again. Uh, oh. Oh, no, it's my watch. Um, oh. Uh. Hi? What the hell are you doing? Uh, uh guys, it's, it's, um, it's Coyote. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that makes, hey, hey, big man, how you doing? On your watch? What did y'all do this time? Well, I've been here at my house for a while. Don't play dumb. I got bit by a raccoon, but I'm fine. All right, well, you need to get that one checked out. But somebody is now an avatar here of y'all the boss. Mr. Mr. Coyote, sir, it's me. I'm sorry. I I don't know what happened. That's it's me. I yeah. You don't know. You don't just big. Okay. Ignoring that. We need to come up with some other deal now, or else, Ned, you're never going to see your mother again. Yeah, deals are, deals are good. We were, we were just sitting around trying to figure out how we could get at these other guys. Seems to be uh, pretty slippery fellows. Well, to get at them, your only way now, if you're going to take out Yaldabaoth, is to kill the one who's sitting right there with you. What? Oh. Now, what if we just killed the legs? Assuming that's not what you're about to do, because you're just going to kill the whole person, Scarlet, you now have some sway in Yaldabaoth's decisions. What do you mean? You're an avatar, so you can do whatever you want with your power, as long as Yaldabaoth isn't too upset by it. I have powers now? In a way. Probably not too far off from what you already have, but Yaldabaoth has something of mine. What do you need? Give me back my coyotes. It's a dick move. Wait, that you... makes a lot of sense. I was wondering why they were attacking us, because they seemed like they'd be friendly to you. Yeah, your coyotes seem to be under the influence, and how do you suppose we uh, change that? I don't know. That's got to be something Skylar does, but I can't do anything about it. I try to get them to come back, but they don't even recognize me. Skylar, does Yaldabaoth have like a suggestion box somewhere or something? You didn't see one of those next to that funky looking podium, did you? I mean, no, but we could always check. You I... feel the book. It's in your bag, but you feel its presence. I take out the book from my bag. Uh, Abel stands from the table and backs away. <laughs> uh, and Coyote that seems to back away from within the watch. Whoa, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, you can do that. Wait until I'm not here. You can figure that out later. But, right, yeah, sure. So, um, you get... Me back my coyotes, and um, you still have to take out Pan. 
we'll, we'll talk later. As long as you do all that, I'll be able to to take this thing off your mother net. So, uh, yeah, just just get all that done and have fun with all your uh, unholy communications with the Aldevar. Bye. I hate to say it, but that was exactly what we needed. He could uh, not have picked a better time to show up. Yeah, but I still don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to control these coyotes. I don't know. I don't know how to read this book. We know one thing. Whatever that is, he's pretty damn scared of it. So that could be helpful. That's that true. That could be a bargaining chip. Um, you said you don't know how to read the book. Didn't you read it last night? Again, I I can't explain it. It was just one of these things that I felt like I had to do, and I did it, and then I woke up this morning and I couldn't read it again, so... But if Yaldabaoth controls the coyotes, and you are an avatar of Yaldabaoth, does that mean that you can control them? Yeah, I guess supposedly, like, they, they, I, there were these two coyotes, they took me to, like, this, the cave outcrops that Ned and I went to one, one time, and... They seem to be leading me somewhere, so maybe I could find those same coyotes and try out some spells or see if they'll even listen to me. I don't know. Well, that's a start. I mean, it seems like a good starting point as any. I'm pretty much full up on pancakes now, so I think I'm good to go whenever. So I guess the next move then, maybe we can go out, look for these coyotes, and while we're out there, just look for some signs of pan. You feel the book calling to you. Ring, ring, I... new book, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <coughs> I open the book and flip through some of the pages. Uh, you flip through them, and similar to earlier this day, um, when you were looking through trying to find something to read, you can't understand a lot of what's on the pages before you, and... Everyone else's perspective is that the pages are blank. See, look at that. Does does any of this make sense to any of you? Well, maybe if the page wasn't blank, it might make sense. N no, it's not blank. You don't see that weird scribbly scrap right there? No. No. Yeah, I've, I've read a few books in my time, but I've not read any that are oh, blank. Hold, hold on. It's Is it just small? Uh, I think Lucas might be onto something. I think maybe it's just really small. And no. Miles is going to get like yeah, real close to it. Nose okay, to nose. No. Okay, no. It's right there. It's literally right there. You don't see that? No. no. Could you draw it for us? I. Uh, how, how, how can I see it and you can't see it? I don't know. It's right there. Draw it for us and then maybe we can figure it out. Oh, uh. Anybody here, got a there's a blank paper? piece of paper right okay. here. And he okay. points at the book. <laughs> Uh, I so as you try to jot down what is there the image that you're trying to copy is sort of fluid in your mind and it keeps shifting and you can't get a good read on it you think it's the same thing but it sort of is a, a confusing time trying to jot it down you you think no wait that's not exactly right it it's more of like a, a circular, squarish type of figure. And as you uh, 
scribble nothing onto the page. It's a, just a basically a, a black smudge that you create. The figures on the page disappear. And then you see a word begin to form on the page as you hear again in your mind as you did earlier today. Where's Twok Twok? Oh, wait, I probably didn't hear that, did I? Yeah, I was going to ask. Did anybody else hear that? Or is that just me? Um, nobody else hears it. Everyone else sees the word scribbled onto the page. Does that say egg? Oh, God, did you hear that too? It said egg. No, it's written on the paper there. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, there, there was a voice too, right? No. <sighs> I swear I'm not crazy. I, I think this has something to do with the whole avatar of Yaldabaoth thing. It's yeah. probably doing it. Okay, so it says egg. You heard muffled bacaws coming from your bag. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> God. God. Uh, I quickly unzip my bag and uh, <laughs> place him on the table. Talk, talk. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's been a while. What's going on? Twok Twok uh, is sitting on the table, stands up, shifts a bit to the left, sits back down, and you see a black egg is sitting squarely on top of the table. Twok Twok, what? I don't. I don't need this now. I don't. Why'd you give this to me now? Do they normally look like that? Yeah. When. <sighs> When I'm, I'm on an angle, and I'm having trouble with restraint. Every now and then, twak twak can summon these interesting eggs, these black eggs, and I can eat them, and I get a little bit better. But I don't need it now, and he usually only gives it to me when he can, and when I'm in real danger of hurting someone. Miles looks visibly worried. Miles, I'm fine. Maybe you should eat the egg anyway? I mean, it, it is breakfast time, right? I... I'll stick with the pancakes. But... You see a black dot forming in the middle of the book. It's getting slightly larger. And that's just me who can see that? No, everyone else can also see it. Does it keep growing? Yep, very slowly. Um, should we do something about that? Is the, does, does, does the book want to eat the egg? I, uh, we could try that. Is the dot circular or egg-shaped? Um, circular. It's now about the size of a golf ball. Miles puts the egg on top of the dot. Uh, Why are you doing this, Miles? Oh no! <laughs> oh because no! Because Miles is curious and curiosity <laughs> Can Miles killed read the a cat. Bad situation before putting the egg on top. Of the <laughs> no, you said you're doing it. He's acting under um, pressure. 
What what is the yeah? It's the what could go wrong. What could go um, wrong? Whenever uh, you charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets, hold two. You may spend your hold to do stuff. Oh no! Oh god! Yeah, I mean yeah. that's kind of what you just did. <laughs> I it's not, awful not when Miles I see meaning to, um, nor Jacob meaning to. It's awful when I see a cell in my uh, handbook highlighted because Kenneth is hovering it. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Hmm. Miles. No, I will have you read a bad situation. Mm. Okay, great. Because of how harsh this is going to be. Oh, oh great. No. <laughs> Miles is gonna fucking die. Gonna <laughs> get sucked into he's, another dimension. He's panicking. He's just trying to do something. I forgot we were playing a game with abilities and things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Read a bad situation is plus sharp. Oh, thank God. That's a 10 plus 1, 11. <laughs> okay. And then you had t plus 2. Um, so I get to, on a 10 plus, hold 3? I think it is hold 3. It's a weird one. Oh, okay. That's what it says on um, mine, yeah. Go ahead and ask your first one, then, as you are um, blindly reaching your hand out toward the book holding this egg. <laughs> okay. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Okay. So the arm that you are reaching toward the book with is the arm that you uh, had had injured the day before. You feel it start to ache, and you also see that the bookmark ribbon that is a part of the book has removed itself from one of the pages and is starting to move. Okay. So you stop just short of the book when you see this um so i think i know what the biggest threat is um if i were to ask what's the best way to protect the victims and the victims being me myself and i would that count <laughs> is that does that work <laughs> sure you get the strong sense of you maybe shouldn't be anywhere near this book okay I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, I get to hold three, so I'm just going to hold my last one for a bit, um, and back away and say, um. As you begin to remove your hand, the ribbon of the book flings out and grabs around your hand, the <laughs> hand that has the egg in it. Um, can someone get the egg out of my hand so, uh, now, maybe? Um, I grab it. I, I, I regret this decision immensely. I, I grab it from Miles' hand. Uh, grab the egg? Yeah. It lets go of Miles' hand and now flings onto yours. Oh. Um. Oh my god. Okay, uh, I... I'm gonna burn my last hold and say, what's my best way out? <laughs> uh. You feel compelled to tell Skylar to grab the egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Skylar, grab. Maybe you grab the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it. But I got it. I got it. Yeah, I drop it into Skylar's hand. Skylar, you grab the egg, and the ribbon initially like grabs around your hand, but then m more gently so, and just sort of flops back down. Oh. Sorry, guys. Uh. Um, yeah. My bad. Um, 
Don't give the egg to the book, I think. I think that's a bad idea. The black dot is now uh, taking up like half of the surface of the book. That book is dangerous. No, I'll I say. Mean, obviously, Abel was aiming a whole sword at it. Abel has what? fully left the room at this point. <laughs> I was about to ask, what is Abel doing at this <laughs> yeah. point? He's gone. He, he, he stood up whenever the book was brought out, and then he did not wait long to shimmy out of the room. Um, so he told he told you the day before he does not deal with gods. The um things we've learned. Um, the book definitely wants the egg, and I think we should not give the book the egg. I also, think you're right. I think I should get my arm checked out somehow. You feel a pain growing in your abdomen when you say that you should not give the egg. Ah! Uh, oh my god! Okay! Okay! Uh. Um. Maybe, um, mm, I feel like it's gonna be just as bad if Skylar eats the egg, right? Okay, I think, I think the move is, I'm gonna put the egg down, but I want all of you to back away. Okay. Miles is already backing away by the time she says that. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll kind of stand in front of Miles just a little bit, just in case. Thanks, Ben. M- Mr. Clark has been like, uh, sort of standing close by and w- would have interposed himself between Miles and the book had uh, Miles not been quick. But Lucas is like pressed up against the furthest away wall in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Ned's like hiding behind the lazy boy in the side of the room. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I want all of you pressed up against the wall like Lucas. All of you. Dead boy ahead of you. <laughs> Miles presses against the wall and starts to cry because he's trying to imitate Lucas as closely as he can. <laughs> Quit that. <laughs> Got him. Zing. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm going to drop it and I place the egg in the middle of that page. Okay. As you place it and uh, bring your hand back away, you see the ribbon flick around the egg and coil around it, and the ribbon positions itself in the center of the page and begins to pull the egg downward into this center of the book, and then the book suddenly slams and then falls back open and on the page is a large figure of a tree Uh. and this is positioned on the left page on the right page is a picture of a staircase that leads to nowhere with an arrow pointing into a large log. It's resting in the landing cleared space that rests atop the stairs. Hey everyone, it's your Keeper Kenneth here. Welcome to the mid-roll. So something I was thinking about recently, this arc is very long. We've spent a bit more time than I expected, but we also started to branch out into more topics than I expected, too. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I'm also ready to move on to some more stuff soon, so I'm hoping that we will be able to wrap up this arc in 
one or two more episodes after this. But don't worry, we will continue to have plenty of shenanigans and lots more to explore within the SCP Foundation lore. No new reviews on Podchaser this week, but we have a couple new ones on Apple Podcasts. First from P. Bailey 12 Great podcasts. If you're a fan of D&D and the SCP Foundation, I recommend this podcast. This is a great podcast with awesome players who are super nice and really good at what they're doing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Next review from I Hate Everything and Everyone. Great, 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 great username. Uh, they say great podcasts. I can't stop listening to the podcast. Love the story and the characters make me laugh. By the way, chocolate chip pancakes are better. You're totally right. And thanks for the review. If you want your review read, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Links are on our link tree. Thank you to Michael Winton for our music, and I'm excited to have him work on some new music that will be coming up with the next arc. But for now, please enjoy the rest of the episode. I, I think at this point, once it's been quiet for a little while, Miles is going to edge closer. and Can he see in the book? Yes, you are able to see this as well. He's going to edge closer. Hey, I, I've seen that before. Hey, uh, Mr. Clark, th- the book knows. The book knows where we need to go save the raccoon from. Are you talking about the tree? No, the log. By the stairs? There's a, The raccoon lives in the log. Uh, as Ned approaches and sees the same uh, imagery in the book, his eyes kind of go wide. Yeah, those are the the stone stairs that you guys were around, right? But you didn't go up them. No, we just kind of went around them. And you you didn't go near them, right? Right. Well, uh, well I mean, we went near them, but near we didn't go around, up them. But... Uh, I mean, we went up to the log at the top, and that's where we met my um, not-so-friendly raccoon friend. Uh... Well, I guess now we have a a better idea of what's at the top of the stairs. I'd never been around those stairs. I'd never been near them. You don't want to go near them. You just told us not to go up them, Ned. Well, you know, that's that's the main part. But I'm sorry for what you might have seen around those stairs. And now, <laughs> it looks like uh, they're kind of important now, uh, aren't they? Is there something you know? Ned? About the stairs? Yeah. No. They, um, they had your family's name on them. Are you, are you sure? There's nothing you've heard? So, a bit of backstory of your relationship with the stairs. Your father, Stephen Roswell, um, we've established in the past, was a leading conservationist of the area and uh, park ranger, and he oversaw Clearwater Conservation Area which is in Piedmont. He took you all throughout the woods uh, during your childhood, and this was one of the landmarks that he had brought you by uh, a few different times. You never went up the stairs, and it was always his uh, fervent warning that you should never go up them uh, until you're ready to go up them with him. My name on the stairwell? Oh, um... You'd mentioned something. No! I just, it was so long ago with, uh, back when dad was still around, we, 
we went by there. He said I was never to go up the stairwell. Never to go up it. Until I could be ready with him. I mean, the, the, the stairs had a date on them too, didn't they, Ben? Do you, do you remember what the date was? It was a year. It was, yeah, it was like a year that exactly I have in my date, notebook that is not right next to me. It was nineteen This is me talking out of character. I thought it was like around the turn of the century. I'll go grab it. Hold on. Uh, uh, uh nineteen hundred. Roswell. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, oh. straight up. Turn of the century That's was right. all right on the money. Then. There you go. Roswell. That's what it said. Ned, it said it was. It it said. Roswell and it had a date on there around the turn of the century. Would you, I mean, would Grandpa Rick or someone else know anything about that that you could maybe chat with? It said 1900 Roswell. 1900? Well, Grandpa Rick wasn't born until 1924. He wouldn't know anything about that, but... You got anybody older knocking around up there? There's been some weird stuff happening lately. I'd, I'd feel more comfortable. I'm going to go get the little buddies out of my room real quick. So Ned is, is going to walk away from the assemblage um, over to his bedroom where the little buddies, they're like curled up in an old sweatshirt on laying on the floor and they're asleep. And he goes and picks them up to maybe cool a little bit and he's going to try and channel his past lives and ask hey uh grandpa rick do you know when your dad got here anything about some stone stairs and i think i have to roll for this is grandpa rick on your mom or dad's side father's side okay so i think i have to roll for this right yeah, go ahead and uh, roll for this. Plus weird. That's a five and a four, baby. What is my weird? I think it's plus one. That makes it a ten. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, a past life has something useful to offer. Ask the keeper two questions below. So uh, what with this initial question that you're asking, which one that would that fall into? Yeah, I think that would be what did a past life discover about the stone stairwell in the middle of the woods. Okay. So, Grandpa Rick, you kind of know uh, his age a bit. Um, you know that he was born in 1942. He passed away uh, shortly before you were born uh, in the year 2000, a year before you were born. So you close your eyes and ask this question to Grandpa Rick. You feel the two neck rings about your neck uh, begin to gently vibrate and uh, similar to the sensation you had the day prior, you feel something spring from your head and uh, set down on the bed nearby you. You turn to look, and you see uh, Grandpa Rick is sitting thoughtfully on the bed, um, 
eyes sort of uh, gazed down and is sitting next to your backpack. He gently reaches into the bag uh, and pulls out a note, and it physically moves within his hand. This is the note that your father left you that said, for when you're ready. And that was with the... I'm remembering the description of it being similar to, like, a bulbous plant gun. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's a weird plant, huh? <laughs> and did I show it to you guys? I don't know about that. I You showed it to... I showed it to someone. Ben, ben, ben was there was when you found it. was with you at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben was there when I found it, and I think that was it, because I haven't pulled it out since then. Yeah. Uh, I left this, Ned, to your father, Stephen. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I know that my father had something in mind for me, and it never came to pass, but I have a feeling that it might be meant for you. Oh, shoot. Well, thanks, Grandpa Rick. It's, uh, it's a great gift. I'll figure out what to do with it. See, your great-grandpa, Eric, he started to build something out in the woods. And he never got to finish it. He passed away in World War One to that otherworldly horror that you had the displeasure of meeting. And yeah. I tried my hardest to finish it. But I ran out of time. But I think you and your father together can... Figure out this mystery. And figure out what you've been searching for. I've been searching for a long time. We both have. And I'd love to keep searching with you, Ned. Then we'll do it. All of us together. 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 And I think... That's probably answered both questions, unless you have something in mind to ask. Yeah. Um, well, shoot, I mean, that covers a lot of them, I think. You know, what yeah. did a past life <laughs> discover? What? How did a past life deal with? What important hidden secret can a past life show me the way to? <laughs> what does a past life advise me to do now? Yeah, I, I think we I think we got it. I, I think we, we can lump it in there. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, um, Grandpa Rick uh, dissipates into a smoke, and the smoke uh, gently falls uh, onto the neck rings about your neck. Gotcha. I forgot to say, he, he disappears. He doesn't keep sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I come out with Grandpa Rick walking behind me. It's like, hey, he's part well, of the party. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case. Ned 
filled with a look of determination, grabs the backpack, sets down the little buddies so that they can roll around, and walks back into the room with uh, with everyone else, looking out, standing with the with the backpack, the little buddies beside one beside each foot. One has a determined look, and one has a a lazy gaze at Miles, just anticipating being called Spot and Rover again. <laughs> Guys, I think we need to go to that staircase. It it holds the secret. Beep 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 beep. Spot seems to agree. So, seems good by me. Yeah. Um, Mister Clock, do you have like a net or something? You could. Um, I mean, you could come along and you can catch the raccoon while we're out, uh, just since it's convenient. Um, I, I can grab a net or something more secure, um, from the car real quick. Um, does anyone need anything else before, um, we go check this out then, I suppose? No, I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, um, I'll grab that real quick and meet you all around the back then. Mr. Clark goes and grabs um, some advanced cage thing that he had in the car and uh, shoves it in his pocket and uh, runs back to the backside to catch up with all of you. And Abel is not joining. Abel, as he has said many times, does not deal with gods. And now that he knows uh, the full score of the situation... He is going to sit and eat his pancakes. So the lot of you gather at the back of the home. You've collected all of your gear and are prepared to go out into the woods. You see off further in the tree line, in the woods in the direction you're all about to head off into, there is a thick fog that is blanketing the woods. It's late enough in the morning that this should have cleared up by now, but it still remains. You all start off into the woods, retracing your steps from the day prior. As you continue forward, the fog is quickly upon you, and you will be dealing with this fog as you continue forward into the woodlands. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our Anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.